everyone, and welcome to Pops and Hisses, a music podcast where you'll hear directly from musicians about their upcoming concerts, their new music, their stories, and anything and everything else. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and I've been a music critic and writer for more than a decade, interviewing thousands of musicians and seeing countless concerts in the process. You can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast and find music news, reviews, and interviews at popsandhisses.com. In this episode of the podcast, we have Nick Hexum and Peanut of 311. The rock band, who share my hometown of Omaha, Nebraska, was supposed to celebrate its 30th anniversary this year with 50 concerts in 50 states. But it's 2020. Most of the concert industry shut down earlier this year, and for 311, that came right after their 311 Day celebration in mid-March. They haven't played a concert since. Instead, they've been on lockdown, more or less, holed up in their homes in L.A. Until now. 311 will play their first three albums in their entirety at three upcoming streaming concerts. Music on November 11th, Grassroots on December 11th, and their self-titled Blue Album on January 11th. Tickets and merchandise bundles are available at 311streamsystem.com. We talked about all of that and a whole lot more. So here's Nick and Peanut from 311. Let's get into it. I want to start by talking about the 30th anniversary. So it's going to be, obviously, you guys had a lot of stuff planned, and you guys have done a lot of cool stuff, but it's been not what was on the schedule. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what's that been like? Yeah, I mean, to go, it just is a reminder of how you have to be flexible um, and roll with the punches to, to go from planning to do 50 dates in 50 states and we were you know had a anniversary show and just so much planned to now the first shows that we're going to do after since our 30th anniversary is you know a live stream show from our studio and and drive-in shows all completely new format so um you just have to be be flexible and roll with it yeah, when you guys, when everything kind of came down, what was that conversation like? I mean, what are we going to do? Do we have to cancel the tour? God, did we even talk? I don't even, I, I, it was such a, it was such a hard line decision. There was no conversation involved. You know, it was just like, oh, you know, oh, we're done. You know, we're done until we, until responsible say, responsible people say we can get back to work. Yeah. yeah definitely the weirdest time like just just even focusing on adjusting to home life um at the beginning of the of the quarantine like we were i i called it like little house on the prairie with ipads because we were home (laughs) all the time the family was home together all the time the dad leaves once a week to go get supplies and then other than that we're just home all the time so it was such a huge um, you know, gear shift from normal life to that. And there was some, you know, we made the best of it. There was some huge pluses to, um, you know, so much family time, like teaching my youngest daughter to read and ride a bike and just so much time, like, let's do stuff we haven't done before. Let's play board games. Let's I'm gonna teach the kids kickball, which is, you know, a huge part of my childhood, just different things like that, that, uh, was the was the upside of of the whole weird summer yeah being home's been great but you never know how much you're used to traveling you know over the course of a 30-year career as a touring musician and a touring band 
you know, not, you know, just that being our focus. Um, it, it's been weird. It, it's been great at the same time. Like I feel my, my muscles relaxing in ways that they haven't been able to relax, you know, ever. So it, it feels really good in that way. But, you know, getting back in the room with the band uh, on Monday and then yesterday um, was just, was just bliss. You know, it was the, it's the goat meme, you know, into transcendental realities. It's just incredible uh, to get all together because we make magic when we're together and to be away from it for that long and not share it with other people has been uh, like a phantom limb. You can feel it, but it's not there. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking this must be the first summer in I don't know how long you guys had not, I mean, it had been at home, just not out all the time. 22 years was the 98 was the only summer that we've taken off until now so that's insane yeah so had you get not that you guys are necessarily hanging out all the time but um had you guys not really seen much of each other i imagine or you played together in a while right i hadn't seen much of anybody you know um (laughs) I, i have a little uh agreement with we our our pod which is two other families that have kids around our same age and we've just made an agreement like we'll only hang out with each other to to you know limit uh possible spread and stuff like that so but now um the band has like we we all got rapid tested when we showed up for band practice on monday and i just oh, cool i like that we're doing our part and being responsible because it's is a a time when you know, we, we have a duty to try and keep other people safe by making good decisions. Right. So you said Monday, was that the first band practice in months, seven, eight months, whatever it's been. Yeah. (laughs) So peanut was saying that, you know, you said the phantom limb thing, but what was that like? Was there any rust? I mean, some of those songs, I'm sure you couldn't forget them if you tried, but like, how did that feel being back in the same room together? I think we hit the ground running to the extent that scotch are, sound man and yeah. often producer was like so you guys don't need to rehearse because we just <laughs> threw down so hard but my voice is feeling a little right now i mean it's a muscle so uh it is even though we totally rocked that first day you you got to get your muscles used to it i mean peanut said his fingers hurt a little bit because you never play as hard on your own even though i was playing and singing all summer but you never sing as hard and play as hard on your own as you do when when you're live and i i made an effort to like i for me the streaming show is going to be really fun if we go at it with the same intensity that we do when the audience is there with us so um i was like i'm gonna just go for it and rock really hard and it takes your body a little bit of time to get used to used to that that's awesome. What'd you guys jump into playing at first? Was are you guys getting set for these streaming shows or the driving shows, or were you just like, let's play some favorites real quick? Well, we're the first ready for the, we're just getting ready yeah. for the streaming shows. Um, playing through music a couple of times and making sure that that's correct is a great way for us to start because those are those are songs that we toured on back in years where we played 150 shows a year so we know those those are the songs that we can't help but play well and it it does it, it, you know it's a full circle when we play those songs too and to play them as an album is is really like a i don't know a good reminder of of how we came out and 
what our foundation is in, you know, eclecticism and uh, not being afraid of, of trying everything out. You know, if it feels good for us, you know, we know there's an audience for it. We knew it before there was an audience and, uh, and just how fun that is. It's just like a, a musical shot across the bow and that I'm really, really proud of. And it's really fun to revisit. Yeah, it's it's a great um, workout because the majority of the songs are pretty high energy, but then there's also some, you know, pretty moments like My Stony Baby and Paradise and stuff where I get my croon on. So there's there's a there's a range there. So but it, and it's so familiar. It's just like, you know, putting on an old comfy jacket. Yeah. Well, some of those are even back to Omaha Days songs before you guys redid them for that album. So they're I'm sure you guys must, I don't know, they're like a part of you at this point. Yeah, I mean, everybody's debut album is kind of a greatest hits of all their best ideas up to that point. And that's why a lot of bands kind of go through a sophomore slump of because, you know, you had however many years, five years to, to come up with your debut album. And then, then the, the next album is you know, you only have a few months to put that together. So um, it, it's, it's kind of like a greatest hits. Yeah. So I was thinking about those first three records because of the uh, streaming shows. It, just what you were mentioning, those three albums came out in, was it three years or four years? You guys released those like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, 93, 94, 95. <laughs> so could you... What was that like? I mean, you guys were just between touring those first few records and recording them. It must have just been insane. Yeah, couldn't, I, do, it. I, couldn't do it now. I don't know how we could do it. <laughs> yeah, we'd do all that touring and writing and recording. Um, that's just some serious youthful energy to pack that much in a year. And then on the um, on the grassroots album was where we gave up our um little shared house in um van nuys and actually just kind of lived on the road and when we'd get a few days off we would just stay at some crappy kind of apartment oriented motel um but we lived on the road so that was that was something you can kind of only do when you're what were we 23 24 around then oh peanut was younger but (laughs) he's the baby of the bunch yeah, yeah, that's not, a commitment for sure. And then, uh, how'd you guys record uh, the blue album? Going onto that, we got our hero Ron Saint Germain behind the board, and uh, you know I don't even remember how we got a hold of him, but um, yeah, he was suddenly he was there, and we were all excited about working together and making it as you know, as, as powerful as we, as we could while still showing off all the, all the styles that we wanted to kind of throw into the, into the mix. And, um, you know, it's just like, a I don't know if that was a victory lap uh, from all the touring, but we got a lot of experience from all the shows that we had been playing. We played hundreds of shows at that point, even five years into the career and been all over the country a few times and uh, we're ready to put down all that experience onto tape, working with a total hero of ours in Ron St. Germain, uh, knowing that we were in good hands 
um, knowing that even though there was like a 20 year difference, he was probably the most excited guy in the room about making this happen and doing it right and keeping it inspired. And it was, it was an, it was a great experience and working with him uh, set us up for a long career. Yeah. I remember I called him, I, I had our manager get the, um, get his phone number and he was so excited to talk to us. And it was, I couldn't (laughs) believe it because we had, adored him with his work with bad brains and living color and you know different punk rock and jazz and like all over the spectrum and he was just had so much energy he's like this wiry guy that always wears leather pants and a and a uh, he's just like always in leather and just has so much energy (laughs) and a very he just he matched we we you know we called him an excitable one and that was our name for our cells and the fan base as well and so he just fit right in it was just so cool that he was so excited to work with us which was such a surprise that's awesome so knowing i mean it's easy to look back in hindsight on some of that stuff knowing that that album became a hit sold a lot of records and stuff like that but did you have that feeling at the time i mean peanut was saying like you knew you had that experience going into there you had ron saint germain so you were excited about that did you know going into those like this is going to be something special was there that sort of feeling? Yeah, I mean, I had such a strong feeling about the song "Down" because um, it was just like that chorus that just sticks in your head. But plus, so much energy and the and the verses and just kind of um, felt like it was, you know, the best of what we did. But just so many, so many cool songs, um, and then you know, Saint helping us record all at once so capturing that raging that that intensity um and then we got got away from that on transistor and then got back to that sort of a record getting all the basic tracks down live then we did it again a little later like on from chaos when we got back with with saint um but it there was just um definitely a, a lot of momentum that was that we just could feel from the groundswell of of grassroots about when we'd come back to a town there was so many more people on each show so it was uh you could just tell that it was it was like a movement because i mean people would start moshing before we even hit the stage just in anticipation and just the heat coming off the crowd and everyone was so sweaty and taking their clothes off and you know it was such a young crowd um but you could just you could just feel the the crescendo yeah so revisiting those albums um i mean like you guys were talking about you go do music and you did it how many hundreds of times basically playing just that record and the other few other songs you had um I'm sure you guys are doing the same thing with those first few albums now you guys play a set you're kind of doing the career spanning thing is it fun to get back to those songs that even though you played them a ton before you probably haven't played all that much other than maybe the 311 day shows when you guys you know play everything i had a blast it was it was just you know just what we needed to um have these rehearsals this week because you know like like peanut said we're we're just used to doing it every summer so there was something missing to not do it and now that we're kind of got our physical chops going by having these two rehearsals we're going to play again tomorrow 
um, then we'll start to expand to, um, you know, review other material. We've got the drive-in shows coming up and um, it's, we're just very, very blessed to, to get to do this for a living. You know, it's something that we would, we wanted to do as first as a hobby and then it turned into a career. And that's just like, that's the living the dream. For sure. So the drive-in shows are, forgive me, because I don't have it in front of me. They're end of this month. What's They're first? Right after the oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We, we stream on the 11th. We've got a day off. We're going to drive in the middle of the night to Arizona and that'll be the 13th will be Arizona. And then after those two shows, we're going to drive to Ventura and do drive-in shows there on the 14th. Right. Right. I believe. Sounds right. Uh, so sounds, it sounds exhausting. <laughs> it sounds it fun. I'm yes. ready for being exhausted. I miss being exhausted. Although I'm kind of exhausted. <laughs> You're uh, yeah, excited for the all night bus ride. <laughs> yeah, I, you never know how. Like I said, you never know how used to all that, all that discombobulation and togetherness and yeah. I mean, the good and the bad of of all of it is is you know we're all so used to it. We're all so used to being together and being around each other. It's uh, you know it's, it'll it'll be great to get back to it. And I think the uh, driving shows are going to be really full of energy, and the streaming shows as well because we miss each other so much. Right. I'm uh I'm excited to see you guys because you're playing the streaming shows in the hive, so it'll be kind of cool to see you guys in your element, so to speak. Like, I mean, that's like a homey place, I'm sure, for you guys. Yeah, and our yeah. our road crew has stepped up with some really cool technology surprises that um, it's not just going to be you know a camera in a room. There's going to be some really cool stuff visually and um to to make it so it's people will be glad they tuned in. Yeah. So with the drive-in shows, I was curious, um, and I know you guys maybe aren't quite there yet. You're kind of focused on getting this first uh, streaming show done, but have you thought about at all about like, are you going to have to project more? Cause people are going to be, it's not like walking out, like you said, and there's a crowd right in front of you and they're moshing and going kind of crazy. People will be maybe sitting in their cars or sitting next to their cars or whatever. Yeah, honking for to applaud. And, <laughs> yeah, you know I haven't um, like watched a lot of videos or anything, but um, of what the drive-in shows are like. But my friend who came with us on the cruise is in the band Yachtly Crew, and he said it was just a blast. It was so nice to to do it. He played the the Ventura drive-in situation, and um, but it's going to be such a difference because when we're playing at the hive it's a relatively small live room and i'll have this like square where i can rock out in and then on the drive-in shows it's gonna be a massive stage in the round so i'll be able to a lot of running so it's going to be like from <laughs> being in like a little dog kennel to you know having a ranch to <laughs> to run around on do a little conditioning before the show get some yeah. long runs in absolutely that's cool um yeah i forgot those were in the round that'll be pretty neat too um but yeah it's been cool to see people figure out these clever ways to do shows um they've had a few here in town the few shows there have been have either been uh small shows in huge arenas so they can make like pods of people 
um, or they've been outdoor shows and same kind of thing, like huge parking lot that would fit 4,000 people with like, uh, you know, three to 400 in it. Um, but it's been neat to see people find some way to do live music because otherwise it's just not happening. Yeah. I mean, nightlife is just a huge quality of life thing that people have to be able to have a just to have like date nights or, you know, <laughs> friends going out places together, but then just to have live music. I mean, this is, a, it's an essential part of the human experience where, you know, I always really, I read some books about, you know, musicology and the history of music where a hundred thousand years ago, they had rhythmic music, which was just beating on drums. And probably 50,000 uh, years ago, uh, in came the melodic things with like, you know, flutes and that type of, and so it's such part of our DNA and the human experience to get together and dance. And um, so I, th I think that's been part of the sort of depression that the world is, is going through right now of, of missing that it, it, it kind of shows how it's, it's been kind of undervalued about what the service of live music and, and dancing and that, that shared experience, the chemicals you get from it, the, the oxytocin and the bonding and the, and the joy and uh, the reflection that, that music provides. It, it's uh, really good to get back to. Yeah. I've been, I mean, like you were talking about being at home with the family, we're just all of us in the same place all the time, which is really great. But then there's times like that, like doing what I do, I go to, I don't know how many concerts a year and I haven't really been to anything in like six months. So it's been really different. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, obviously you guys have seen like some artists are, have put out a pandemic album or two while they're doing, uh, while they've been at home and without much else to do. So if you guys been working on music, not that you're, you know, ready to crank out a brand new record right now, but go ahead, Nut. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were going to talk through. about our song. Oh, I, w I will. But we released, I mean, that's, a, you know, I don't know. That's just, that's just you and me so far, but yeah, we released Voyager last year. Right. Um, you know, personally, I think it came out a little fast. Um, I wish we would have put a little bit more time into it. So I think, I think, I think that's a, you know, I don't know how much people feel that, but I think it's a general understanding in the band that there's no real reason to rush uh, new creativity at this point. Um, especially with just everything being up in the air and us just, I don't know, trying to stay mentally solid. Sure. Um, if you've got new, if you've got new music, share it is always the, the right thing to do in, in our collective for sure. And what's come out of that uh, is me and me and Nick have been working on a song for, you know, a month or two and really having fun with it. Cause it can go, it can go anywhere when it's, when it's me and him and, and uh, you know, talking about the present tense and uh, it being quieter than most things that we do. It's just, just fun to not, really worry about when it's going to be released or what it's going to turn into and just kind of walking down the road together. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine what this kind of a forced break would be on a younger bands that, you know, if, if this had happened when we were on grassroots, like it would have just really changed the trajectory of our <laughs> career, but also for like, imagine people who are 16 and 17 when they're just getting their first freedom to be able to go out and be with people all the time and then saying you can't and you just like a, a canceled summer like that would that would be really tough but so 
on the grand scheme of things, it kind of hit us at a decent time that we had been on a pretty busy album cycle of like, you know, we, we put out a, a relatively a lot of music over the past few years. So yeah. it kind of came at a decent time that we could, you know, just focus on being home with the kids and, and, uh, but now it's, it's good. We're getting back to it. Yeah. I've been thinking the same thing. If it would have kept, if this would have happened when I was 22, I would have been like, you know, scratching at the walls to get out, but you know, being home with family and stuff, it's not so bad to have a break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, uh, of course we're bummed when we see these college kids having huge parties and stuff like that, but it's also like, it would be so hard to resist being together when you're that age. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it's kind of cool. I'm appreciative of modern technology for being able to do things like this. I've had some just zoom calls with friends that I'm not able to see otherwise. Um, and, but for music, it's kind of cool too, because you don't have to get into a recording studio if you really don't want to, you want to trade musical ideas. Has that been, I mean, for what you guys have been working on beneficial just to be able to lay something down and trade it back and forth. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've all kind of, um, I, there was a time when we all lived within a, one mile radius of each other in the middle of the Hollywood Hills. And we were all really <laughs> close. And that was at a time when the technology was like, we had to be together. We couldn't just, you know, email files and stuff like that. And now we've all moved kind of further away to the outskirts and seems like that trend continues. So it, it's really good that we have technology. I mean, same thing with the whole pandemic. Can you imagine if this would have happened in the nineties before everyone had computers and high speed internet connections, I mean, this, it would have been really, really terrible. Like, you know, with being at least my kids now get to have school. Um, yeah. So kind of works out. So with all the stuff that's happened with you guys, especially with the uh, tour being canceled and stuff this year, are you, and I know, <laughs> I know 2021 is still a question mark, but, um, and I don't know if you guys even have any plans or anything definite, but are you guys looking forward to next year, maybe being able to tour and stuff like that? See what happens. Yeah. It's, there's definitely tentative plans that we, um, hope to, to be able to do, you know, talking, what, what kind of package can we put together? Um, where can we play? Uh, so, yeah, we're making tentative plans, but it you it would be disingenuous to say we've got it all worked out because you just have to see what happens with health and um, what what kind of concerts are going to be not only allowed by you know laws but just responsible to have. Right. Um, so we'll see. The three eleven vaccine is coming out in two weeks. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Two Hold days. Me to it. Hold me yeah. to it. Use my words against me. <laughs> right. Get a, yeah, get a, a branded 311 vaccine just on the syringe. You'd be good to go. That's what, that's, that's what we need to do. That's innovation. That's, 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 that's seizing the now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to be one of the Sturgis bands that's responsible for a, a widespread, possibly the whole spread through the Midwest right now. I mean, what a, what a, what a stupid thing to do, you know, and I, and I totally get it. I miss playing shows too. And we had friends that were on that bill, you know, I'm like, ah, what are you thinking? I'm like, Oh yeah, you're thinking you want to play a show in front of an audience, you know, like, okay, I get it. But you know, it's just not, it's not the right time. We can't, we can't be indulgent in our, in our despair 
we got to be smart about this or it's going to last forever. You know? Yeah. So, so it's, yeah, it's I hard think as for it some... is and as frustrating as it is, you know, we've got, we got a plan for the future, but you know, we also got to wise up, you know, as a, as a country, you know, in a, in a, in a world, you know, and figure it out together. It's not a, you know, this is happening to me. It's happening to all of us. So if we can tackle it together, we can, we can take care of it better. Yeah. I think for some people it's all theoretical and they see it on TV, but like my friend um, passed away from organ failure from the virus in March. Like, so that was at the very beginning and it became incredibly real for me. Um, So, you know, you just, you just have to just think, think about the long game, think about other people, have empathy and make smart choices. Right. I, I mean, and I keep same thing. I've had friends that have gotten sick and stuff and I keep thinking about, I mean, my parents, I mean, your guys' parents are around the same age as mine. And it's like, I don't want to get my mom sick. <laughs> like she's in her seventies. That would be terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, my dad like, was out. Yeah. When, the, when, when it's all started, my dad was out in Palm Springs, which is what he usually does in the winter time. And then he realized like, Hey, I've got my support system back in Omaha with the doctors and everything like that. And just a more safe place to be. So he had to just cancel his whole visit yeah. and, and, and get home. And that was, I definitely supported that decision. It's not worth, um, you know, a little time together to, you know, have a permanent problem. Well, I mean, we're joking with the with the 311 vaccine, but have you guys done any more uh, with the sort of branded product sort of stuff? Um, I was thinking about this the other day because I still have I have a can of one of your beers in my fridge, and I was like, I wonder if they're coming out with any other new stuff or talked about it. I was just looking over our our holiday merch line. There's a very <laughs> uh, attractive dog collar on there that I want for my dogs and uh, different things that I'm actually not supposed to announce, but. Yeah, we always want to have new kind of creative stuff for for our fans to enjoy. Yeah, we've got a fresh supply of beer coming out. That's 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 it's not a constant, but it's, uh, right. it's happening at a more regular interval. So you don't have to age your beer in the fridge and drink it fresh. Yeah, don't have to hoard it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, um, that's most of the stuff I wanted to talk about today. So uh, anything else that I missed, or anything else you guys wanted to mention? No, good to see you. Yeah, you too. I'm looking forward to those shows, um, the streaming shows. Obviously, I won't be at the drive-in shows. That's quite a ways away from me. But (laughs) what if I could? Just we want to thank our fans for thinking of us and sticking with us when we, you know, couldn't couldn't be there to light the fire in person. And we're just looking forward to being able to be there with them in person when it's safe to do so. Right. Well, I've heard from a lot of people that are excited about the streaming shows because, you know, people make plans with you guys. People make plans to travel and see you guys. So uh, kind of nice to enjoy that from the comfort of your home. Not have to go in. Cue the motorcycle gang. Thanks for listening to Pops and Hisses. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app or head to popsandhisses.com where you can listen to the podcast and find more music news, reviews, interviews, and what else? More podcast episodes. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at Omaha Music Guy, or find my page on Facebook by searching for Kevin Coffey. My last name is spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y, by the way. 
Thanks to Herdat Media for producing the show, and I encourage you to check out Herdat's network of podcasts such as my friends Pat and JT, who tell great and funny stories, or Meathead Test Kitchen, where they talk about food and fitness. Find them all at herdatmedia.com slash network. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com slash network. Thanks for listening. See you next time.